everybody. We are back for another episode of the Chasing Points Podcast. It's Wednesday, September 13th. We thank you for tuning in for another week of the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints of the week's hottest sports topics. This is episode 107 of the Chasing Points Podcast. Give it up for Sam and myself, Brandon. Uh, hey, Sam. Hey, man. Sam, Sam, What's Sam. Up? Anything going on? I, I've been? been concerned for you, um, and I'm going to get into that concern very, very shortly. But for for all those first-time listeners, uh, our frequent listeners, we appreciate you all. But before we really dive into this, please follow us on Instagram uh, at Chasing Points Podcast. And if you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star, five-star, five-star review. We appreciate it to the moon and back. Uh, but I, I know right off rip. Uh, there was not a five-star review for last evening's game. Uh, well, why don't you guys hear this two evenings ago? Uh, but when we're recording this, uh, Sam is still mourning uh, from what happened. So, Sam, I, I'm i referring to the Jets-Bills game. Uh, that is the topic of the sports world that everybody has been talking about consistently. It has literally dominated uh, the airwaves at this point in time. And I genuinely just want to give you the floor because I would want the floor if this happened to my team. So I'm going to shut the hell up. And the floor is all yours to, to, to just kind of tell us how you're feeling right now. In all, I don't, in all honesty. Yeah. No, thanks, man. And, and shout out to all the people who are concerned about Mine and and your fellow Jet fans in your lives mm-hmm. feelings. Um, this sucks. I haven't even talked to Brandon about it. I haven't talked to anybody about it. I've yeah. been in a really bad mood for you know eighteen hours or however long it's been. Uh, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles less than five minutes into Monday Night Football. In case you were living under a rock, yeah. um, he threw one pass. Um, I didn't even see it live. I was putting my son to bed and um, I have a, you know, how iPhones got like, do not disturb. I made a no sports filter. So anyone that would text me about sports or apps or anything, do not disturb. Right. And I happened to accidentally look at my messages and I got a message from our buddy, Jeremiah. And it said, he knew I was watching the game on DVR and he goes, I wouldn't do this normally but Aaron Rodgers is down and it doesn't look good. And that Oof. just torpedoed my move because I was, dude, you know how excited. We've talked about it for months. We yeah, talked about I, well, it Well, first you Monday. Take a second because you have been through, this is like, this was the climax of the Jets experiment for you because of your non-love for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets flirting with the idea of getting Aaron Rodgers, then the Jets finally securing Aaron yep. Rodgers in that trade, and then you sitting there just as a Jets fan, a you know the history of the Jets, you've been through <laughs> all of the emotions, and you're sitting there also with a guy that you're not the greatest fan of, and you're trying to sit there and watch it and see what this is going to be, and then you, just like most Jets fans, fell in love by watching Hard Knocks. And then you guys were all charged up for this season opener 
and then you get to the season opener, and this is what you get. All I <laughs> Sam, I, I Dude, that was well. You put that better than I could. Uh, yeah, no, and I was really excited about the team that, and especially the offense. Yeah, because we know this defense is could compete with the best of them. Correct. And they showed it last. They night. showed that for sure. Um, but the you know the add Dalvin Cook to get a guy like Randall Cobb, even just for the locker room, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. and to shore up the line a little bit. Uh, Becton moving him to right tackle. He's been healthy and conditioned and you know conditioning's good um i was really i am i'm i think this is a really good football team still i don't i hope that zach wilson and i can understand the situation he i can't understand it i can't (laughs) i didn't live it but i can imagine the nerves were were very high last night especially september 11th aaron Rodgers coming out of the tunnel waving a flag the stadium's dark the you know, it, the vibe was, and again, did not watch it live, but mm-hmm, electric. Same. I had uh, buddies there. It was, you know, and then the gas went out of the building here. Um, it's it's heartbreaking. I'm angry. I'm sad. And um, I think the lowest point I've ever had as a Jets fan was, aside from the, you know, 10 years of gloom was the butt fumble because yeah. of the ridicule. And and the sequence of events that happened that minute, two minutes of that Thanksgiving game was a complete unraveling of our football team. And I don't think we recovered from that for a very long time. And, you know, signing Tim Tebow and the ridicule that came there. But when Revis tore his ACL against the Dolphins and yesterday was just like this was I said it to my wife earlier. I think it's like the worst sports moment I've ever felt because it's kind of like a love you didn't even get to experience. Hold up. Hold up. You know, hold on. The Red Sox coming back against the Yankees wasn't the worst. You're right. You're right. No, that's it. That was it. You're right. See, I'm so you you always, you put me in check. Just, just want to make sure the 2004 ALCS (laughs) and living in new England and having to like, at the time, yeah, no, no doubt. You're I absolutely got you. right. Don't worry, I got you. I know, I know your mind's all over the place. You're living in the moment. You're a prisoner of the moment. There's, but I just had to remind you of situation. that one real quick. Yeah, you're right, and and you can compare to this too. I mean, there's situations mm-hmm. where guys get hurt. Situations happen. You never really get to experience it. Something that pops out of mind. You remember Mark Pryor, the pitcher for the Cubs? Yes. He like blew out his shoulder, his elbow. He never got to be Mark Pryor. Nope. Uh, Matt Harvey. You know, Jacob deGrom's excellence, at least like Jacob deGrom, we knew Jacob deGrom's a Hall of Famer, but like this and and Rogers is, you know how difficult this injury is. And I'd love, you know, and I, the people have been following you on this podcast through that rehab that happened a couple of years ago, but you know, just the fact that this was lining up to be a great season and, and now we're not sure and the schedule's tough and the lights are on. And, um, you know, it's just the, the gas is out of the air's out of the building. I'm just in a, a bum spot. I, you know, I'll, I'll come around, but, uh, man, uh, yeah, it's, it's been rough. It's been a rough 18 hours or so. Uh, I, I'm 100% sure it has been, uh, it, it's uh shout out to a friend of the show. Uh, one of my brothers for sure. Uh, friend of Sam's as well. Uh, Brendan. 
he he was the one that informed me when it happened. As as Sam mentioned, I wasn't watching live at that moment. I was watching uh, Haunted House on the Hill on Netflix. By the way, great show. It came out like 2018, but I phenomenal show, phenomenal show. Okay. Anyway, uh, been been sucked into that show, and uh, I Brendan texted me, and he was just like. Uh, did you see what happened to Rogers? And I was like, um, what do you, what do you mean? What happened to Rogers? So I immediately turned the TV on. And when I turned the TV on, I see Zach Wilson as quarterback. And I'm like, why is Zach Wilson out there? Um, what's going on? And then I refuse to call it X, but I went to Twitter and, uh, I saw the injury and I'll, I'll talk about the injury Effort. I'll talk about the injury now. Um, as a person that has suffered from the Achilles uh, rupture, I immediately knew, Sam, it was that. When I saw the slow motion and I saw the pop or the recoil, uh, oh. as people would describe, it immediately, I, I had flashbacks to when I injured myself. The turf monster got me just like the turf monster got him and got many people that play sports. And I immediately knew and saw when he stood up. And the moment that he tried to put his foot down, it just gave me a reminder of what happened to me at the gym when I tried to put my foot down on the ground and you try to put your foot down and you can still balance, obviously, on your other foot, but you try to put your foot down and you you can put it on the ground but you can't put any pressure on it and you immediately know and you know when it pops too. So for those that are curious of, of how it feels, uh, it feels like somebody at first, and this is going to be weird when I describe it, but it feels like somebody came behind you and just wound up as hard as they could and swung at your, your Achilles, but there's no pain. So it feels like it's, it's weird to describe that, of somebody Sorry, coming yeah. and like hitting you or feeling like the kick because of just the pop, but you don't feel pain. It's there's it's no pain. It just happens. And it's kind of essentially just goes numb, but there's no real pain in that situation. And then you try to put that pressure on it and you cannot do it. And when he went and sat back down on the ground and rolled on his back, I was just like, yep, it's an Achilles. But just watching that video multiple times, which pray they stop showing that because it's just so disturbing for me um but i immediately knew i was like i just don't have to ask a doctor i've i've had it happen i know that's exactly what it is i've seen it happen i know how it feels and that was it i wasn't gonna go on social media and say it but i say all that to say this and sam this might be a perfect place to clip this but and excuse my french for those that don't like cuss words but Fuck turf. I will flat out say that because there's no reason that there should be turf for any of these fields. It should 100% be grass all over the place. And at MetLife, they have no excuse because there's two team owners there. You guys can go half. You can guys, you can go half and get grass. There's no reason. It's not like other stadiums that just have one owner, one team there outside of the team, uh, the teams that play at SoFi. You have two owners. You can go half. You're billionaires. It's not going to hurt you. Get grass. Especially, Sam just referred to it. 
Darrell Revis ruptured his Achilles. Sterling Shepard, he has no Achilles because he ruptured both there. Odell yes. hurt himself there. We can keep going down this list of marquee names that the Remember turf the Niners? has claimed victim. The Niners at, at MetLife last year or two years ago, like Nick Bosa. I don't even recall. Again, I have I kind of stayed off the internet and TV mm-hmm. today. But, um, man, yeah, it's it, this is a recurring problem. I remember seeing an article on Deadspin yeah. just last week that said MetLife might not be the worst playing surface anymore. Um, but yeah, notoriously, it had been for years. Yeah, and, and there were the players... Yeah, players after the game saying it, it did get better. Yeah. But still, I, I don't know the difference. I mean, I've rarely been on turf and I don't I'm not an athlete like you are. Um, but I can't imagine it's it's comfortable for sure. It's 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 not so Is it cuz it's hard? Is it because it's it's like a a stiffer surface or like more, uh, I, I don't know what I'm saying. It's but. a, it's a not, it doesn't give any, it doesn't There's give give. any give. Yeah. Right. It, it gives no give. Like if you watch his foot again, when it's plant and Leonard Floyd is tackling him, you see his foot. It's stuck in the grass. Like it doesn't give it any bend. It's stuck in it. That's how it popped. Like watch it, watch it again. If you can stomach it, but when his foot, he, Leonard Floyd is tackling him, uh, tackling him. It's when he's on his back. You can see his foot is driven into the ground, and it doesn't move like it's stuck in place because it kind of like locks. It's stuck yeah. in place and doesn't go. So uh, I was, and I will give credit. I don't, I don't remember the doctor's name, but I'll give give him credit. And he, he said something that was very, very interesting to me on the Pat McAfee show today. Uh, but he said that. He would not, he would put the turf issue as the third or fourth issue. He said the number one issue was Floyd tackling Rodgers and being on his back, which he obviously was not blaming him. It's, it was just a regular play, right? But it's just the weight on him driven in and, and the, the angle or how his foot was stuck, right? He said that was number one. Uh, number two that he explained, which is very, very interesting that I, did not know and wasn't explained to me, but now it, it makes more sense. He says, uh, everybody's Achilles is pretty much the same. Whether you're a uh, superstar athlete or regular Joe Schmo on the street, the Achilles, there is nothing that sh- essentially strengthens the Achilles uh. Uh, as your body grows so if you're you're getting bigger you're building muscle you're you're freak athlete you have this and you you look like let's just say the cheetah right sure your achilles does not grow like other muscles it stays the same so it's basically the way he explained it which was perfect he said it's like putting uh a ferrari build on top of like uh, a yugo <laughs> or like or like a honda civic like it's not it's it's great up top but it it that whole bottom part the standard stock of the uh the frame of it doesn't change so saying that i was like okay so that makes sense because i i know what i've done and and i've watched people that never ruptured it and and it, and it made sense that that's that some people's are just their achilles is just weak and it just is gonna it's gonna give no matter what you do and that is the case sometimes now my my first question a- after saying all that sam the question that's been swirling around is does Rodgers come back after this? My 
my undeniable answer is yes for me. Because he's no matter what, he has to do the rehab. It, it's yeah. in order to walk to, again. To walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in order to walk again, no matter what, he has to do the rehab. Uh, so with that being said, he might as well come back. And I 100% do not believe that he wants to go out on that. Now, we've obviously seen other athletes rupture their Achilles, but mostly we've seen it happen, and, and superstars, we've seen it happen with basketball players. Most notably, Kobe Bryant shoots the free throws and then walks off. We see it happen in Kevin Durant. We've seen it happen to Stewie. Uh, we've seen it happen to numerous uh, football Play, players. Yeah. It's, a, it's a harder recovery for football players. So my question to you, Sam, is do you believe Aaron Rodgers will be returning? I was really excited to when he restructured everything and that second year was like, yeah, he's playing. And then I heard, I didn't even read it because I, I hate puff pieces being a, you know, being a you know, former journalist or journalism mm-hmm. major. Like Aaron Rodgers could play till he's 45. Great. Cool. He should be yeah. able to feel that way. I mean, he's he's a quarterback. He's forty. He's in great shape. Alleged, you know. Um, I think he. I think he was going scorched earth. I said it yeah. last week I after agree. they drafted Jordan Love. He won back to back MVPs. That's not a coincidence. Um, I think you know he certainly had a lot to prove. I think he'll have more to prove. Will he be able to be Aaron Rodgers again? I hope. I God willing, just you know, I I wouldn't blame a want injury on anyone. I yeah. I wouldn't wish that. Um, you know, I I I'm a little worried because I know it's it's a career killer to a lot of a lot of athletes. I mean, KD has, you know, we haven't seen much of KD, you know, because he's he's dealing with so many other things. I know he's had a lot of lower body injuries. I mean, he just had that calf strain um, which was one of the issues early that, ends, yeah that caused this yep sure oh yeah and that and that you know i'm not a doctor but that makes sense um so yeah i hope i hope he can come back um you know he he's he doesn't have a year of wear and tear on his body playing 17 plus hopefully football games um you know uh so so there's that i think the bigger question is or I guess you know you just said no doubt he comes back. Hopefully he can uh, continue to play at a high level. What do the Jets do now? I'd be interested to see what what you think because I feel like I'm a little too close to it. I, th- I again I think this defense could run with anything mm-hmm. any of them. I think if Brees wasn't coming off an ACL injury and wasn't you know could have been better conditioned. He got caught. I don't think he was slow last night. He looked phenomenal. I think you got to be careful using him, and that's why Dalvin Cook is here. Absolutely. But I still think he could have a great year. And Garrett Wilson, man, hell of a catch yesterday. One of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, I I think he can make Zach Wilson's life a little easier. I think Zach Wilson, and, and Salah said it, no matter who comes in, and they will sign a quarterback. Uh, this is Zach Wilson's team, and it should be. Um, he knows the playbook best, and um, you know I'm not too impressed with Nathaniel Hackett uh, in general. But you know he he's got the leg up on everyone, and he should be the quarterback. I'd be interested to see what you think the Jets should do and what the result will be, in your opinion. 
Well, first, uh, I want to just go back to a point that you said about, you know, the the Achilles being a a career ender. Uh, I would have agreed with you if this was like 10 years ago, uh, because it's not a career ender as it used to be, depending on where you're at in your career. Right. But where modern excuse me, modern medicine is nowadays, I was walking in three months. And I don't have the means like these guys right. do and are getting the top of uh, physical therapists and, and uh, medical uh, assistants that I have. Right. They, they've got top tier out of this world type uh, assistants and will have that. So he'll definitely be walking within three months. Uh, the, the only part is I'm not a superstar athlete and I don't have to go against guys that are 400 pounds that run just as fast as me, if not faster than me. So I, I think he will be fine. It just, he, he may be less mobile, but he's, his arms not going anywhere. Uh, that's, that's the thing. That's why I'm, I'm so driven on that. Um, to, to it was his your, left foot, right? Yes, it was. His so left it's not foot. his plant foot. Nope. Okay. So to, to get to your question, uh, this is, this is the moment that I told you would come, but I definitely did not think it would be this soon. This is the moment that I told you that Aaron Rodgers being there was going to help Zach Wilson. You remember me saying this to you? You did. You've said it all offseason. And you've seen what he's done, and his mechanics look more smoother. The confidence is there. He had his QB rating was actually 81.4, I think it was. Uh, which had him up there with some of the best quarterbacks in the league for week one. Um, now, obviously, some people will, will take that up and rip it up and take it whatever direction they want to, but numbers don't lie. I, I believe, again, watching that team last year, if he didn't make the mistakes that he made, the Jets would have been well off in the playoffs just based off of the defensive loan. You had Mike White, that when he came in, he energized the team going from there. This time, this year, during that game, and hearing what Garrett Wilson said that Zach did in the locker room at halftime is that he rejuvenated the team. He rallied the that. team, and that is a yeah. night and day from what you had yep. in reported last year compared to this year. So hearing yeah. that and hearing the maturity, watching Hard Knocks and seeing him under Aaron Rodgers, just being so close to him, asking him questions, being around him all the time, that is so valuable. And it's he's got the game speed. This is his, obviously it's a new offensive coordinator with Nathaniel Hackett and whatnot. So he's learning this, but to your point, he's there already. Uh, I, I've heard the Tannenbaums of the world, I've heard uh, the Mina Kimes of the world and so on and so forth saying, and congrats to Mina Kimes, she's pregnant, by the way. Congrats to her yeah. um, and, and that deal she got. Um, but I've heard them say, you know, they need to go out and get a quarterback and, and so they can have a quarterback instead of Zach. If you do that, you yeah. say to the team that we don't believe in Zach and that immediately you're going to immediately no. put the team behind yep. the eight ball because – he knows the offense already. He has the relationships with the team. The team has already proven right now, just in that one game, that they're there. You watched how they rallied behind him during the preseason, and they were all rooting for him and pushing for him and, and congratulating him. Like The team is behind this young man. 
and now he has more tutelage from a legendary quarterback. So I believe that's the right move. Now, the names that I've heard and been hearing swirling around that potentially can come to your team, I'm just going to give you one. And I'm going to give you one because I'm going to no, have fun don't with say it. it. No, you don't know say I'm going to say it. I know. That's Wentz. the first thing. I th- yeah, shut up. Carson Wentz is what they've Look, been they talking about. They need to about. sign somebody. They need to sign somebody. Um, I, I wouldn't I, be Tim surprised. Boyle knows the, Tim Boyle knows the offense. He's been Aaron Rodgers' mm-hmm. backup in Green Bay for a mm-hmm. number of years. He was They cut him, but it was just procedural. He's on the practice squad. That's important. That, yep. that will help. Aaron Rodgers will probably be around, but he will not be in that quarterback room every day. Yeah. That will help him. I'm sure a guy like Joe Flacco, I think he's washed, of course, but yeah. you know, someone there there needs to be another quarterback in here. I mean, there's Colt McCoy. Did he resign somewhere? I don't know. No. Um, some you know, the the no list Jameis. of free agent. Yeah, the list of guys isn't isn't gonna blow your socks off here. Matt no. Ryan, Nick Foles. Nope. Uh I, I was looking at, you know, just Cam. Like not nothing is Zach need Zach will be the quarterback of this team if they have any success. I think that you got to go the Matt or Mark Sanchez route here when they when he was a rookie and a sophomore here. You got to protect the football, establish the run. You have great receivers. Mm-hmm. You have you know a dynamic special uh, Xavier Gibson. We didn't get to talk about him, but just he's an explosive punt returner. Um, you know this line needs to to be stable there. You got to protect the football. Yep. He can't be throwing picks like the one he basically laid up right into Matt Milano's hand. So if you can do that, you can, this team is in this defense is good enough that you can go after the wild card. Well, to be fair, this game was not game planned around him sure. and he, and he was thrown in into that. Now, if he's, I mean, the next game that you're going to see him in is against the Cowboys who just put up, 40 on the Giants, right? And and the defense did that. Dak didn't throw one touchdown pass in that game. Yeah, that game was won road. by defense and running backs. That's who the game was ran won, won by. So he's going to immediately have, and not saying that whoever they faced, it wasn't going to be a challenge, but he's immediately going against one of the best, if not the best defense in football yep. for his first start of the season. So at least the game plan will be around him and he'll be able to potentially do something. But at, that's going to be a challenge right off rip. And, and I just feel I feel terrible because what people are going to hang over his head is the fact that he said, number one, whoever they bring in, I'm going to outplay them. Right. Which there's Rogers who they brought in. And I'm sure that's looming somewhere. But then he's also going to be judged on his first start of the year which is going to be against our, one of the best teams in the league that is a Super Bowl contender. So this could make or break him. It can go either way. That's why you play the game, right? There's some games we'll talk about very briefly next or in a few of, of what kind of stood out to us uh, this first week. But um, it, it can go anyway, Sam. And, and I'm, I'm just intrigued, and I, I wish him the best because you know I'm very, very high on him. I know – He's been pretty much defecated on uh, all last season and some done by himself. But um, I, I do believe that he could be something. I just need he needs time. He really, really needs time. And I think now with some protection, uh, 
he'll be able to make some decision. And he is more mobile than Aaron, too. So he can use those legs, but it's about using those legs in the right moment. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I think I didn't hear what Garrett Wilson said. I didn't again, did not watch TV Mm -hmm. today, radio podcasts. I just in a, a sour mood about it. But, you know, that was not the case in around Thanksgiving where he kind of did not was not the leader of this team. And we documented that and we had some pretty strong takes about it. But I think he's in a situation now where the fan base needs him. He knows yep. that. And yep. there's certainly empathy. And if the Cowboys are going to play, especially on defense, the way that they did last week, you know, I, I think there'll be some grace there. But the schedule's tough. It only gets uh it, it, it only, only gets, gets worse after that. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. you know, we'll see. But something certainly to keep an eye on. I mean, looking at first week of the season, it's it's a sloppy, it was, it was sloppy football. There was a lot of sloppy football. Um, you know, I, I guess the big thing you could attribute to that is these guys aren't getting reps in, in the, in the summer in real yeah. games in play, uh, preseason games. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think that's something of concern or, you know, how do. do you fix this aside from not lacing them up? I, I mean, it's, so it's, and I, I'm I'm not saying this to to drive the knife in deeper, but what what was uh, the big gasp from from Jets fans uh, when it came to talking about Aaron Rodgers playing in the last game? Is oh my God, are we going to risk Aaron Rodgers? We're going to put him out right. there and put him in the line of fire, and he could potentially get injured, and the season's over before it starts, and then. Fast forward, which is ironic as hell, four snaps in and the season's over for him anyway, right? So it's these gentlemen know that anytime you play a game, that there's a potential chance of absolutely where where was I at my train of thought because he just threw me off real quick. Oh, I train, know, you're man. talking about preseason. I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah, preseason. Not not being out there. I think hurts people more. And the fact that these players are playing like their, their preseason and, and coaches like approaches now are the joint practices is like, this is our, yeah. their, our starters preseason. But then you have the Nick Sirianni's of the world that after the Eagles started off so damn flat uh, and they looked terrible throughout the whole game. But I also attributed to Bill Belichick having months to prep for one team and also, they were the third best defense last year, which a lot of people don't really know. But That's surprising. But yeah, yeah it, it is very surprising, but they were statistically. But Nick Sirianni said, he said, you know, maybe he's like, maybe next year uh, I need we, we have the starters play a little bit. So that's not rusty because that's what a lot of people are doing now. It's what, 17 games this year that these 17 games yeah. in the regular season. So there yep. it's all it's. A game of attrition. It's a long season, so you you don't want to put these guys out there. But these guys know every time they step on the field, it could be the last time they step on the field, right? And I do believe that this sloppiness. It's happened last year too. It was very sloppy the first game. Yep. The first two weeks essentially is like preseason now, like real preseason for starters because they have to play because it's when they really get their checks. But I think that these guys should play a little bit. And, and I'm talking about one drive 
one one series, get them out of there so they can actually really go against people that are hitting them. So be like, okay, I got hit in my mouth and then go. What do, what do we always say or what do they always say when a guy comes off a major injury and they're always concerned about the first hit, right? And then yep. they get that first hit yep. and then they're good to go. Like it's the same premise, but just not based off around the injury. Let these yeah, guys get point. hit for a little bit, put them out there and go. So it, it was just really, really sloppy to me. And I think that attributes to it. But also, I mean, there's a lot of new coordinators in different spots, new head coaches. And if you're not putting those guys out there to really like put your playbook to the test and then it's really like first first week, we're really doing this, guys. Here we are. And then you're trying to have that cohesion. And it's just like, all right, guys, well, we'll try next year or we'll try next week. And it's just like, mm-hmm, okay, so now we've already lost one game out of now 17 games. That game could be could mean everything at the end of the year. So, yes, Sam, long and short of it, start people. Just start them during yeah. the preseason. I mean, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll get into our winners and losers right now, but I think you look at the Bengals just got demolished by the Browns. It wasn't as close as even whatever the score was, 24 to 3. Like, Joe Burrow didn't play, didn't yeah. get the reps. I mean, he's this is par for the course for Joe Burrow. He had a appendicitis year before that. He tore his ACL, the you know, his rookie year, so sophomore preseason. He didn't get a full offseason. And, you know, you, you saw it on, on the field there. It's it's just something that the, you know, the league has to manage. They want more games. They yeah. want, you know, they want even more games. They do. So, they you do. know, how are you going to manage that? I think at the end of the day, the NFL will just do what they want. And, um, you know, f- hey, guys, football's here. Um, so it football, this is what you want. This is why we're here. So it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It will get better. But speaking of winners and losers, man, um, you know, enough about uh, about these Jets and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we each picked a, just a, a couple winners and losers. We'll, we'll run through that now. Brandon, who you got first? <sighs> this this, and this has got to kill so you to say this. Yeah. Pains me so, so much. But even when it pains me, I got to give respect where respect needs to be given. And Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. I talked and will continue to talk <laughs> so much shit about Baker Mayfield, but him going out there and playing the way that he just played. And showing, hey, listen, everybody slept on us, said we were dead out here. We couldn't do anything. Baker's out here calling cornerbacks too small after running them over. Uh, And he just shows that he's just one of the guys. So there's, there's one thing that I will always give Baker respect for is that his teammates do enjoy him. Like they, they ride for Baker. That's always been the thing outside of the Odell situation and, and uh Landry situation like it's those are that that was a weird situation but for the most part his teammates absolutely ride for him he's he's a teammate through and through that will 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 go all out for him but he balled out in this first game of the season and I still can't believe the Bucks are one to know uh but the Vikings man they beat the Vikings well and and JJ had an all-time game I know I know but the see that's the part though the Bucks we're all talking about how bad the Bucks offense was but we keep forgetting that their defense has been good 
for years. It's yeah. been good. They didn't really lose too much. They still have some of those key players there, even though a lot of teams want to poach some of those players out of there. And that probably won't happen until they start actually losing, which I believe will still yeah. happen. But yeah, they they beat a playoff team. They beat a playoff yeah. team with Baker Mayfield. So I, I mean, kudos to them. It, it just it absolutely shocked me. Dude, like, it absolutely we talk- shocked me. Yeah, it, it definitely was shocking, and especially how Minnesota had. It seemed like they had, you know, they're making big plays. They had kind of control at one point. Or, you know, I didn't watch all of this game. I watched. It was on primarily. Um, but, you know, that the NFC South's wide open. We talked about it. You know, we, we all thought the Saints were probably the best team to come out of there, but who knows? You know, you can string together. You, th- whoever wins this division is not going to be 500. <laughs> so no. maybe they will be, but, no. you know, we'll see there. Uh, he's been on four teams in 14 months, and he's got to replace Tom Brady. Well, he's he didn't throw an interception. That statement because he he can't replace Tom Brady. So, well, no, okay, he's next next up after Tom Brady. Yes, he's filling the vacancy of Tom Brady. Yes, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Uh, Filling the vacancy is is the the right way to put it. (laughs) Yes, Sam, who do you have for yours? Your first winner. Uh, uh, We talked about a lot, so I won't spend too much time. I know you. you have this up there too. The Cowboys, primarily yeah. the defense. You mentioned it. Dak didn't have to do much. Uh, the defense had a pick six. Uh, man, great play there. Ten block tackles punt. for a loss. A blocked field goal. Block punt. Yeah. yeah. Ten tackles from loss from seven different tacklers. Twelve QB hits from seven different guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, special teams uh, score too. It was as mentioned. Um, yeah. Uh, I I'm not very high on this Giants team. We talked about it last week. Uh, that said, I thought I didn't think this was going to happen, especially on the road on a Sunday night prime time. You know, uh, but if the this defense is is looking real, and again, it's it if Dak can uh can take care of the football, he's got some great weapons on the outside there. I like Jake Ferguson as tight end, and of course T- Tony Pollard is just. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I am worried. I think I said it last week. If not, I know I told you privately. I'm worried about the depth behind Tony Pollard. Agreed. Uh, you know, because especially coming off a of, you know the fibula last year and and whatnot. But this team, this team is is going to certainly give your your Eagles a headache and uh and the rest of the NFC. A, They're going to uh, give the NFL a headache, a headache in general. Yeah. Um. So I don't even want to narrowed down to one division uh they but the thing is i i've seen this before right now as sure. as, yeah. as this is gonna be all about kudos this is not raining down on their parade because what they did was absolutely legendary of putting up 40 points on a team and basically just making a team look like they didn't even show up right uh so i i i have to give them that love but i've also seen the cowboys start off like this and their issue has not been their defense it's been their offense, and it's still been led with with Dak. But I'm going to put some respect on Dak's name because of somebody that uh, is is a particular person's loser that I'm going to talk about very in depth when we get to that person. But Dak didn't throw any interceptions in there in this game at all. Uh, he didn't have to really throw the ball too much, as we keep talking about. 
but that defense is not going to be able to do that all year. They may, they're going to 100% be able to make plays. That's, that's without a doubt in my mind, but they're not going to be able to get that many turnovers in a game every single game. So the offense is going to have to step up and do certain things at certain times. But if, if they could even be, uh, within a whiff of what they just put out on the field in this first game, everybody should be put on notice. It could be like the team from what, two, three years ago that people thought were going to the Super Bowl that started off and were undefeated for quite some time. It could be like that. And they can start off with the run like that for sure. For sure. Von Diggs had, had was had all those picks and very opportunistic defense there. He's going to have more this year. He's going to have more this year because uh, the, the one of the best signings in the offseason was getting Stefan yeah. Gilmore. Yeah. So now instead of you, what teams were doing or starting to do is, okay, well, Diggs, we know you're over there. We're going to throw to the opposite side. Now you can't throw to the opposite side like that because you have Stefan Gilmore, who is potentially a future Hall of Famer. In my mind, yeah. he is going to be one. Now <laughs> you can't do that. So that means you now have to go through the middle of the field, which means you're going to have to hope somebody gets open over the middle of the field because by time you think that's going to happen, Micah Parsons will be in the backfield <laughs> or Demarcus Lawrence will be in the backfield. So it's now pick your poison of what you're going to do. So they're, they're going to be very, very tough. But uh, who's also, also going to be very, very tough, and they proved that in the first game, and I was the only one that called this, uh, so I'm going to pat myself in the back. Uh, but the Lions, they beat the Chiefs. Yes, there was no Travis Kelsey. Yes, there was no Chris Jones. But I still feel that they would have been competitive with that. Yes, the Chiefs probably would have won with with Travis Kelsey there for sure. I'm just gonna openly admit that because uh, that duo is is a legendary duo, and Travis Kelsey is now in my mind the best tight end to ever play in football, and that's saying a lot. Um, the Lions' defense is much improved. Uh, they got a guy that I cherished, uh, CJ uh, Gardner Johnson, who played his ass off in the first game. Uh, Jared Goff, just just what a turnaround that this young man had. It, it was looking like he was going to be in the position of what Carson Wentz was, right? And, and, and it is currently in of essentially being out of the league at one point because of how he was playing out in uh, Los Angeles. I mean, this young man leaves, gets traded to the Lions, and then the Rams go and win a Super Bowl. And But he has built up his built up his career to this point right now, and he is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. And what the Lions are doing out there with, with Jameer Gibbs, who is a blur. Uh, Play him more, guys. He needs to be on the field more. What, what are we you, doing? You know what's so crazy to me, Sam, is Jamison Williams is still didn't play this year yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm you're have two on the Bama guys that are blurs that are going to be out there at some point throughout the season, and they're just going to get better. So and I'm, I'm going to give them their love, especially Dan Campbell. We Sam and I have talked about Dan Campbell on here, how he started to where he is now with this team. It's night and day. And uh, yeah, he's this is a this is a football team, a football team for sure. I would have said they were just going to run away with the NFC North, but the way that I saw the Packers play, I don't think that's just going to be the case now. But yeah, it's going to be tougher than we thought. I think. Yeah, uh, Lions nine and nine and two in their last eleven games. Mm. There you go, nine and two. They ended that year so strong, even though you know, the, especially in Green Bay, you know, 
to take care of business against the Packers when they had nothing mm-hmm. to gain from it other than, you know, beating a division rival. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I like Jared Goff. He, uh, there were, there were series, especially near the end of the game that I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I, th- I think he's, he's done pretty good. I really like Sam Laporta, um, especially with Jameson Williams not around um, from a fantasy standpoint. And um, Amon St. Brown, too. Can't forget about him. He is monster. If he hasn't broken out. He will. Um, he will be. He should be on everyone's uh, list. Of top top wideouts in this game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's, he's great. Um, and I, you know, I love that Lions team, too. I, I have a I couldn't make up my mind here, so I'm just going to name a couple things. Niners. I I gave him some slander last week. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, if if Brock Purdy doesn't um if he turns into a pumpkin, what what does that mean for this Niners team that is a very similar kind of situation to what you know, my Jets, I think the Niners are a better team, but you know what I mean like Yeah. It's it's all about the quarterback and he lit up the Steelers. A sure team did. that I'm not particularly high on, but <clears throat> he they looked he looked great. They looked great. Um so I'll take them as my winner. I also have the Browns defense here, and you know, we can't we can't go on. Uh excuse me. Can't go on without the Dolphins here. Tua and Tyreek put on a damn show. So kudos to them. Uh did you see what Tyreek said? Here. Yeah. No, that no, for sure. And and this is, you know, a healthy Tua. We saw this all last year, as as you mentioned. Um, did you see Tyreek's comments about how he doesn't watch film? No. He said real quick. He said he doesn't watch film. He'll he'll play a team uh, on Madden, mm-hmm. and he'll look at their Madden rating for like awareness and all these different things. So like, he was given props to like Derek Stingley of the Texans, but he he'll go and look at Madden and be like, oh, he's only got a seventy three awareness. So like, I know I. You know, just he, funny Tyreek stuff. He's just trolling as he as he does. Yeah. Uh, real real quick to those points. I, I'm also gonna give love to Deshaun Watson because he did throw two touchdown passes. He looks he doesn't look like his old self yet, but he looks no. better than he did last year. So I want to give him his props for that. Brown's defense has been built over the past few years and it's absolutely mm-hmm. been solid. Uh they absolutely have some game changers on both sides of the ball. The Niners as we we've known, it's the top three teams in the NFC are the Niners, Eagles and Cowboys. So it's not even a surprise to me that the Niners are doing what they have to do. Uh, it's, it's still a surprise that Brock Purdy is seemingly as good as he looks. Uh, but again, this is the first game of the year. We'll see what happens throughout the, the season. And then Miami, I, I, we said it last year. I'll say it again. It's my dad's favorite team. Uh, if Tua can stay healthy, the sky is the limit for them. And what I mean the sky is the limit for them is there's going to be a lot of deep balls flying through the sky uh, down in Miami uh, going to this this corp of fast-ass receivers. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens uh, there as we continue forward. Um, but we always transition from winners to losers. And uh, losers here for me, Vikings. Uh Sam talked about this is JJ, Justin Jefferson, balled out of his mind again. He's going to get his no matter what. 
He's going to ball out of his mind. Uh, but the rest of the team can't say too much about. Uh, and they are going to waste Justin Jefferson if they don't do things right. I'm I'm tired of blaming Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins, uh, as, as we've talked about on here now, um, Kirk Cousins has very similar stat lines to Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm going to get to somebody who is Sam's losers very shortly because I have a lot to say about him, but I'm not, I'm not going to give any more slander to either uh, him. Obviously, Kurt needs to step up in those times, but it's not just one player. It's the whole Vikings team that needs to step up in time, and we saw what they did last year. There was a lot of close games, and with all the talent that they have in that team, there's no way a lot of these games should be close uh, or should even allow to even be a game, period. So, Definitely a loser, but I'm curious to see what happens because this is game one. We can see some teams have their best games the first week and then they just completely drop off. So let's be patient and let's see what happens. Sam, your loser is hard to say what it is, so I'll just let you say. Yeah, it's the Jets. It's Jets fans. Um, uh, you know, one one uh, exciting game in overtime. That's great. Uh, but yeah, I already, we spent you know, the whole top of the show talking about it. Uh, so it is what it is. But uh, I'll just say uh, you, you alluded to this a couple of times, so I'll just throw out the other loser, and I know he's one of yours too, Josh Allen, uh, in that same game, 29 of 41. So he threw for 70% but and 230-plus yards, but one touchdown, three interceptions, really just played too aggressive, too sloppy with the football, same things that kind of I was concerned about in the last week when we were talking about it and just kind of running, you know, just he's a big dude. He can run really fast. He can hit guys. I don't know if you want that at this point of his career with this team that good. Um, and he took, he took it on the chin at the end of the game and he owned it and he said he's got to play better, but this is, you know, similar to a Josh Allen that we saw in person last year, Hayes, and um, you know he was a little dinged up when we saw him. But this running with reckless abandon is um, going to hurt this football team in the long run. You ready for this, Sam? Am I ready? I'm always ready, man. Let's go. Clip I it. I don't know if you're ready for this. I read this last year. I will read this again. Has accuracy issues. Ball security. Decision making needs to improve. Throws too many interceptions. Needs to improve ability to throw finesse throws. Struggles against better teams. Played at low level of competition. Concerns about production and ability to be a clutch performer. This was Josh Allen's comp coming out of college. Tell me what the hell has changed. Because everything that I said weakness-wise about him has not changed. Period. And we sit up here all the time, and I hear everybody talking about Dakota Prescott and his interception issues. You know who's led the NFL the past three years in turnovers? 
Josh Allen. Not Dak Prescott. Not Kirk Cousins. Josh Allen. But yet, what do we hear every year, Sam? In those three years, Josh Allen is MVP candidate. Josh Allen and Bills, Super Bowl contender. Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Granted, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he is the best player comp that I can give him is Brett Favre. Because he can throw you in a game. He can throw you out of a game. He's Dude, that's that's a great point. That's he, a great point. He can 100% throw you in a game and 100% throw you out of a game. He can make throws because he knows the strength of his arm. He can make throws that no, a lot of players cannot make. A majority of the quarterbacks cannot make those throws. And that is also a problem. That's a gift and a curse for this young man. And it continues to show this over and over again. But yet all we heard throughout the offseason, how much did you hear about it? Obviously, we hear they forced the Cowboys down our, our damn throats. But all we heard the offseason is Dak and his interceptions, Dak and his interceptions, Dak and his interceptions. I didn't hear not a damn thing about that coming out of a Buffalo. But yet, here we are. We watched the first game again, and we watched his decision-making again. And we watched him throw them out of a game. But then we watched him have a drive that get him down into field goal position. But then we still watch him make terrible decisions over and over again. This is who Josh Allen is. And I hope that we put this out there out front so people can see this because this is who Josh Allen is. So if we're going to talk bad about Dak, we're going to talk bad about Kirk Cousins not being clutch in the moments and talking about their interception rates and not being clutch. We need to talk about Josh Allen the same way too, because he's proven that and it's actually out there. Videos out there, stats are out there. This is who he is as a player. Not saying he's not great, but this is who he is. And this is what's going to happen, which is why you're going to have Diggs, people like Stefan Diggs pissed off on the sideline and damn near not want to be on the team. All right. I'm good now. Uh, I would say too, can we can we um can we get Marky Mark Sanchez off the hook? Oh, the butt that fumble? Was a butt fumble. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he tweeted and about it. Did fourth... you see the tweet? I didn't. I didn't. He, he Again, tweeted about it. He was not... like, hmm. He said a, a quarterback ran into the backside of a of his own player. He's like, weird. <laughs> I was like, That's fun. I was like, good job. Good job, bud. Yeah. Very, it's been what, like job. 10 years. Can we get him off the hook there? Four uh, turnovers, yeah. by the way. Yeah. In that game. That was we, the fourth we, one with what, like three minutes left? Yeah. See, yeah, uh, Sanchez. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The thing with Allen, you nailed it too, was, and the, the leap that he made, I don't know if that was year two and the three, but mm-hmm. the accuracy did get better. And yeah, that was the huge concern coming out. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly, a uh, receiver to the caliber of Stefan Diggs makes those mistakes go away and covers them up, especially what you can do after the catch or when you have a big arm and, and Diggs is just blown by dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and that, that connection is still dynamic. And you have a guy on the other end of the, on the other sideline, Gabe Davis, who is a burner too, and can do that as well. Yes. That he, you know, this team needs to rely more on that running game. And I know it's been inconsistent over the last few years. Um, I like James Cook. I think I said it last week. Uh, but, yeah, this this team's not going to win this way. And we saw it. And uh, I, th- I I have nothing else to say. You, you crushed it with the, the Allen here, uh, Josh Allen. So uh, your last, uh, last loser before we get into 
your first power rankings of the, yes, the regular yes, season, yes. the it's, New York football giants. Yep. Um, you guys got played. Uh, you, you paid uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> you, you fought with Saquon and Daniel Jones and you, you found all this money for Daniel. And this is what happens now. Granted, they went against, as I said, the Cowboys team that is going to be one of the best teams, but you can't even put up any points. Period. N- none. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this now because I had one particular friend who was a Giants fan. So this is not to all Giants fans because I get along with most fans in the division as, as long as you don't talk trash to me. Don't write me in my DM about my team's playing. The Eagles played sloppy. It was not great at all. I'm very disappointed in the way that they play. But don't come and talk to me about how the Patriots had to come back and they almost won the game. They did almost win the game. Yeah. Uh, your team put up no points. None. Zero. And you're going to have to deal with that throughout the whole season. Because last year, you had an easier schedule. Rated one of the easiest schedules. I think they were top two, might even been number one for the easiest schedule last year, which is why you guys started out so hot and were undefeated for a little bit and looked so good. And then you ran into the Eagles and lost three times. You lost to the Cowboys. I forgot who else you lost to. Uh, But they're going to face some tough teams throughout the whole year this year. And you're going to see this Giants team that people thought was good last year. It was just a fluke because of their schedule. And I'm telling you this right now. I'm not saying this because they're a division rival. I'm saying this truthfully because I see it with my eyes. They do not have the quarterback under center that they need. I know they got Darren Waller. That was a great pickup. They got my boy Saquon back there. But they need more, and they don't have it. So we'll see what happens there. But I I have no faith in what they're going to do. That's They've been trying to. Sorry. They've been trying to address this line forever. Uh didn't look like it got any better. They averaged 2.6 yards per play. That's the 14th lowest in the NFL during a regular season in the last five years. Yep. No team has ever. I got this from the athletic. Um, you may have seen this. No team has ever in the same season lost 40 to nothing, lost a sack battle seven to zero or, or worse, lost a turnover battle three to zero had a field goal blocked in return for a TD and threw a pick six in the same season. G-Men did it in one game, all in the same game on Sunday night football. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You can leave it. <laughs> I don't know right. what else we can say. It's going to be a long season. You can leave it right there. I'm, I'm going to go right into the power ranking, Sam. So number four or number five, Dolphins. They are 1-0, and you're going to be surprised because the team at number four is 0-1, but there's a reason why they're there. But the Dolphins are number five. We just talked about it, the explosiveness that they have on offense. Uh, I see that if Tua, again, the key factor, if Tua can stay healthy, this team is going to be the best team in the AFC East. I'm saying it right now. I don't care what anybody says. They will be the best team because they there's nobody that can guard Tyreek Hill, period. Period. He is the most one of the most unguardable receivers probably since Randy Moss. I will just leave it at that. Number four, the Chiefs. Although they lost their first game, they still have the best quarterback in football and arguably to ever play football in Patrick Mahomes. 
And I still just believe with him alone that he can will any team. And they still almost won that game against the Lions, missing their best defensive player and their best offensive player. Now, obviously, if they get Kelsey back, that skyrockets them, um, which I'm sure they will. Uh, he was trying to fight to play in that game. Uh, but I think they made the smart decision by sending him out. And then Chris Jones just signed a one-year deal. So kudos to him. At three is my boys, the Eagles. Uh, but they got a lot of work to do. Uh, there's there's some key injuries. They they have a quick turnaround. They play Thursday night, which by the way, Sam, I won't even be able to see it because I'll be at a full. I'll be at a, a concert, which clearly was not thought through. But whatever, I'll have it recorded. Don't anybody text me. Um, <laughs> but the Eagles look sloppy as hell in their first game. I just know that it's going to get better. It has to get better, especially with who they have under center. Uh, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, uh, new position players. It's got a mold, and I think it absolutely will with what they have in play. Place uh, two Niners. Not much has really changed for this team. Uh, obviously, they lost their defensive coordinator uh, and D'Amico Ryan's, who was my guy, but the core is still there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, CMC is just—they <laughs> just look unstoppable at every step of the way. It just, it just, it's too wild to me. Unstoppable. So yeah, uh, they're, they're number two. And then number one is the Cowboys. Just the way that they played that first game and literally made another pro football team a rival look in a first game and shut them out by putting up 40 points and not allowing them to score at all uh, has put everybody on notice and everybody should be on notice rightfully. So, so. That is my power rankings for now. I'm definitely intrigued to see how this pans out uh, in a couple of weeks because I think this is going to be a very, very interesting season. I think certain divisions, certain races are going to be way closer than people think. So curious to see how that goes. So, yeah, that was Love my power it. That ranking. was power rank. Love it, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This, uh, I'm, I'm glad those are back. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. A little worried about, a um, little worried about, the chiefs here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think the Eagles will be fine. Again, we already talked about the Niners and the Cowboys and yes, sir. Um, I, I don't disagree with, with your picks here. Um, uh, speaking of picks, uh, after week one, we, we had our picks last uh, week and, and Harrison joined us there. Well, Harrison and I were eight and seven. <laughs> that stinks. Uh, <laughs> you, Brandon, take your flowers, take the, Take the bow, victory lap. You're 11 and four. And our Instagram friends, you can vote on our Instagram stories. Uh, they they only won seven games. So it's okay, guys. Instagram peeps, you can just follow me and watch what I do. Um, I will lead you to the promised land. It's that, that simple. And I'll lead you with this week, starting with week two picks. Thursday night football, as I mentioned, Vikings, Eagles. Go Birds. Sam and I both have the Eagles going from there. Um, the games on Sunday, we have the Ravens at Bengals. Sam has the Ravens. I have Cincy. Real quick, why do you have uh, the Ravens? You know how much I love this Bengals team and I yep. and their home. I think, and uh, we talked about at the top. I think Joe Burrow only throwing for eighty-two yards is more of a factor of rust and. Um, you know, obviously the the Browns defense brought it and team played really well. Um, when T. Higgins doesn't get any yards or anything like that, and Jamar was was pretty quiet there too. 
I, I this this Ravens team, even without Mark Andrews, I mean Zay Flowers, we you know you've been talking about him forever. Uh, I like the guy a lot. Played played really well. J.K. Dobbins, that's a huge loss for them. Um, Tear tore his Achilles and really robbed of like a great what could have been a really good career. He's had so many injuries, but um, new scheme for the Ravens. I think Mark Andrews there only help. Lamar looked good in in a sense. Like uh, I think this Ravens team is going to be really good, and I'm I'm just I got a hunch. I'm just I'm taking the Ravens here. Sam, I'm gonna teach you what the word really quick is because Sam just gave us the whole rundown of what the actual Sorry, game is gonna play out. Like, <laughs> Sorry, bro. I got Cincy uh, because I don't think Joe Burrow is going to go two weeks in a row and have a performance yeah, like yeah. he absolutely did. I just don't believe it. Uh, and the Ravens just won, so I can see it being one and one. But I can also see the Ravens winning. So there's that. Seahawks at Lions. We both have the Lions. Uh, it's pretty cool. But I, I, I think that's a sneaky pick. I'm gonna be completely honest. Think the Seahawks could absolutely win that game. Just there, got embarrassed by the Rams, man. We we yeah, were exactly. counting the Rams out, and, and two young receivers lit them up. And uh, go add Puka Natua, uh, <laughs> fifth round pick from, from such a the, name. Uh, the Rams. Uh, such a name. Very very. If you're like me, you already have them on your dynasty team, but I don't. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Colts at Texans. We both have the Colts. I think that is very very easy. Uh, Anthony Richardson balled out yeah. outside of the mistakes that there. he made that mistake that he made late that that hurt them because they could have definitely won that game. Uh, but I think the best part about that game was uh, Trevor Lawrence coming up to him at the end saying that you're going to be great. Just protect yourself like that. was yeah. That was very, very great to hear. If you didn't see that, Sam, definitely go check that out. I think that was. Yeah, I was beautiful. Re- um, real quick here and mm-hmm. I, I will be quick. Uh, <laughs> I was really impressed with just his decision making Mm -hmm. and he got rid of the ball really quick and he didn't try to make something happen agreed um, too much and i thought there was going to be more of that just based on the lack of reps he's had in a professional career especially at you know at florida there so yeah he looked good um sky's the limit there if he can you know avoid those hits agreed uh bears and bucks sam has bucks i have bears i will tell you this right now and i'm gonna make it very very clear I'm going to the Bears because I still believe in Justin Fields. But if the Bears lose this game, I will not be picking the Bears for the rest of the year. So there is just that. Uh, are you going for the Bucks because you're a prisoner of the moment? I like Justin Fields, kind of. But I think the things that have doomed him will continue to do so. Unlike what I just mentioned with Anthony Richardson, where he wasn't kind of just using his legs first read. Oh shit. Not there. Gotta go. And that's been Justin Fields. And he, I mean, he's gotten hurt taking big hits like this. Um, I know that bears team is not very, you know, there's a lot of, there's a reason they picked first in the draft, you know, they traded it, but uh, I don't know. I think the bucks team is just better. Um, I, you know how I feel about Baker, but I just think the bucks team's better. So I'm going to pick them. That's fair. Uh, Chiefs and Jags. We both have Chiefs. I will tell you this right now. I've been back and forth about this one so much. Same. I just don't see Same. Mahomes losing two games in a row. Uh, but that also depends on the health of Kelsey and they get Chris Jones back. But the way the Jags play, they have built off the momentum of last season. So this can go either way. So this is easily my toughest pick to make. But Sam and I both have the Chiefs. 
If there's no Kelsey, though, I you know yeah, I switched. I almost Jax. put money on the Lions on, on opening night because Should've. when I heard Kelsey was out, yeah, and I know you did, and mm-hmm. I won. Congrats there, but thank you. Uh, yeah, I I would I'd pick the Jags if if there's no Kelsey. I agree, and with it you. just sounds like he might not be ready. Um, sounds that way. Uh, Packers at Falcons. We both had Packers. This is also who whoever wrote the script knew that it was going to make it hard for everybody <laughs> to to pick this year in week two because uh, the Falcons look good. B. John Robinson looks like he's going to be a guy that's going to be around for a while. Uh, and the Falcons are a team. Uh, they are a team that can put up points, but we'll see what they do against the Packers because the Packers always have a great defense. And Jordan Love seems to be the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Okay. Raiders at Bills. Uh, we both have Bills. Uh, I did. I, I I messed with Jimmy G, but uh, the way that they looked in that first game was not promising at all. And the Bills 100% after getting embarrassed uh, on Monday night, I absolutely believe that it is going to be uh, redemption time for them. So Bills for me, for sure. And yeah. yeah, same reasoning. Okay. No doubt. Chargers at Titans. Both Chargers. Uh, that game was a shootout. It could have went the Dolphins way. could have went the Chargers way. And uh, I, I just don't have any faith in the Titans at all. I know Harrison was high on him when he spoke to us last week, but uh, go Chargers, go. <laughs> that was hard. Uh, anyway, uh, Sam and I both have that. Niners at Rams. We both have Niners. I probably will never pick the Rams at all this year. Um, just won't. It's fair, man. I just, I, just won't. That uh, was a shocking outcome. I know we. I just said that, but. The Seahawks did not show up for that game. Sure didn't. But this is this is what happens when you don't play your guys in uh, preseason. Uh, Giants at cards. Uh, I know the Giants, and I don't believe the Giants uh, at all for this season. But there's no way the Giants are worse than the Cardinals. <laughs> the Cardinals are just yeah. the dirt of the league. Uh, they are in tank mode for the Caleb dirt Williams. Of the league. Huh? They're the dirt of the league. Uh, they're in tank mode for Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams has essentially already come out and his dad had come out and said that, you know, Caleb's okay with playing another year in college football, okay. a.k.a. All right. I don't want to play for the cards. Just saying. Uh, uh, okay. It's, it's, it's truth. It's out there, Sam. Uh, Jets at Cowboys. Sorry, Sam. Uh, I know you yeah. did choose the same way, too. Uh, it would have been different. Obviously, we know what outcome is, but we both have the Cowboys for probably obvious reasons. Um, commanders and Broncos. I have the commanders, Sam, you have the Broncos. Why do you have the Broncos? I think I don't like this Broncos team. <laughs> I was just trying to be a little different than you. Yeah. I picked them. I don't like them. Sean Payton starts his Broncos career by calling an onside kick. That won them a suit, helped win them a Super Bowl, the saints, a Super Bowl yeah. 13 years ago. But what the hell, man? That shows that your team is know. not good to me. That's what it shows to me. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think they're a better team than the Commanders. There are pieces on players on the Commanders I really like, um, and I'm not really high on on Wilson or or this Broncos team. But uh, I think they're a better team than the Commanders. That's it. I think the the quarterback that Ramavera didn't know was good will lead them to victory. That would be Sam Howell. Uh, they are. I think they're a sneaky good team. They're just covered up by a division of two juggernauts in their division. But I think the commanders will be 
really, really good this year. I think they will take the place of what the Giants were last year as the third best team in the in the division. Um, Sunday Night Football, Dolphins at Pats. I believe this would absolutely be a blowout. They are going to stomp a mud hole in the Pats' ass and say, this is for all the years that you beat us with Tom, um, and they're going to put up like 50 on them. So Dolphins. And Sam, you also have the Dolphins as well. You might not believe yeah. as as much as I do on that, but yeah, that's what I believe. I I was really hoping this game was, you know, every it's like the second or third week of the season where mm-hmm. New England goes to down to Miami and this gets their butt kicked because of, you know, playing in Miami in August yeah, and heat. September. Yep. But but still this offense seems just too talented. Yeah. yeah. Mac Jones is not gonna put up over three three hundred yards again. Nope. But that defense is gonna be good though. So I mean it's it'll yeah. it'll play well. But Mac I, Mac was surprising against the Eagles, so I will say that. So Mac might this might be his coming out year. I, I, I'm not gonna put it past him yet. I just need to see Two or three more, two more games, and then I'll tell you what I really feel about Mac. Uh, Monday Night Football. There's two games: uh, the Saints Panthers. Sam and I both have the Saints, and then there's the Browns at Steelers, and we both have the Browns. Uh, it's crazy. This I, I feel bad going against Mike Tomlin. I really hate ever going against him, but I don't know how I feel about the Steelers. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I don't. And they've lost Deontay Johnson for yep. multiple weeks now. And yep. I don't know. It's, it comes down to Kenny Pickett. I know uh, like Harrison spoke really highly of of the Steelers and how much he likes them last week. But I I mean, I love Mike Tomlin, uh, no doubt. Um, but the OC is not very good. Matt Canada, I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good. And aside from this defense, there's that has some questions. I, th- I think there's a lot of questions. It's a tough division for them to play, and I, I don't expect much out of the Steelers this year, but I may be a contrarian on that. Hey, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Pickett is is good, but, I mean, it, we'll, we'll see how that pans out, and I hate saying we'll see, even though I've said it several times, but it's only one week, and I'm sure after yeah. <laughs> after this, I will not be saying we'll see because I will start telling you, do you see what happens and what it is going to be? So I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, college football, we don't talk about it enough, but I 100% want to talk about college football going forward. Uh, big, 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 big upset. The first week we had a huge upset with the Buffs beating TCU. Uh, but this week, this past week, Texas beat Bama. Sam actually text text me, asked me if I was watching the game. I was not. I forgot what I was even doing at that time. <laughs> you you text me about it. Uh but I, I have learned something uh, that I will share with you guys, and I, I maybe will share it with you guys so you guys can bet the opposite way. But the last two times I bet on Bama, uh, last year being in the college playoffs and uh, this year in this game, both part of a parlay, uh, Bama has uh, shit the bed for me. Uh, and they continue to do that every time I bet against them. Now, Sam, you know that I don't like Bama at all. I hate Bama. Right. Like I hate Bama, right. especially because of its history. And I only chose them because they were a part of a, a a great parlay, which all the other legs hit. But this was literally the first part of the parlay, and it didn't hit because of that. Uh, but shout out to Texas. They're they're doing this with uh, how do you pronounce the young man's name? Quinn Ewers. Thank you. He, they're doing this with Ohio him, State. right? And next year they're getting Mr. Manning coming in, which is going to be he's, absolutely great. He's already there. Go ahead. He's there right now, right? Yeah, he's a freshman. 
Yep, he's redshirt freshman, so he's going to be playing next year for sure. Uh, and it's only going to get better from there. Uh, I didn't watch the game at all. So I, I, I'm assuming you did watch the game. Uh, yep. How did you feel about it? It was, uh, no, it was, it was a fun game. I didn't, you know, I, I like college football. I'm not like huge in it. I will watch it if it's on. Mm-hmm. I, you know, follow some of the storylines here. I didn't give Texas much of a chance. I know the record of Saban versus his old assistants is is pretty uh you know it's a it's a daunting record i think there's only like two two wins and you know 13 losses or yeah. something crazy like that uh it <clears throat> was a little back and forth uh but you know texas had basically took the lead or had the lead up until third quarter alabama had it quickly and then texas just came back i mean kirk herb street kept talking about the maturity of Quinn Ewers in, in his second year in this offense. And uh, he was a guy who got rattled uh, uh, a lot last year. Big, big high school prospect. Um, some evaluators really like him at the next level. Um, and he did a lot to kind of prove that maybe he is a legit prospect. But um, yeah, you know, that team played well. It's Dude, going into Alabama, into Brian Denny Stadium, where there's, you know, a hundred thousand people and you beat Bama thirty-four to twenty-four. That's that's big. And uh it was it was a big uh big win. See what momentum is. Uh certainly Alabama's not trending in the right direction. They haven't been the last in recent memory. Years. Yeah, which yeah. I'm fine with because it means that the playoff field is evening out. And you can see this with some of these Heisman hopefuls that we have here, Sam. Um, you got Caleb Williams out at USC, who is people have already have him slated as the number one overall pick if he decides to come out this year, which is trending towards that. But we will see how the season goes. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, you know who his father is, who is a Hall of Famer, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is already a pro. Uh, the 70 yard touchdown, if you didn't see, of how he was just absolutely a blur down the field. Ridiculous. Take, take the moment to go check that out for sure. He, he, all he needs is just five seconds and he's gone. Um, One of two last week, right? He yeah. Had two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a shock to a lot of people, but not a shock to me because we'll get into this team in a second. Not a shock to me. And I give, I give all the props in the world to, to Dame. Think about these Heisman hopefuls that I ran off. Yeah, I mean, stats stats are one thing. Big moments are another one. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the way Colorado's been playing, I know we'll get into that in a second too, but like big, you know, big moments, big statement games here, um, huge television ratings and and uh, a big win against Nebraska there. So uh, Shador Sanders should not be overlooked. I mean, you can even talk about uh, Travis Hunter here. I mean, what he's doing on both sides of the ball is is incredible, uh, and and Drake May is a you know pretty polished uh, quarterback. Should be you know if if Caleb Williams wasn't in this draft, I think a lot of people think that that May would be right there too. Um, and I mean, if if there's a, a position player that isn't a running back that could be in the conversation for a Heisman, Marvin Harrison's that dude. Um, well, he's a wide receiver. Well, the, what I meant, um, I'm sorry, I might have confused that. If there's a position player 
not a running back that could be in this conversation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. It's it's the way this guy is playing and has been playing even since he was a freshman. Um, you know, embarrassment of riches. Quarterbacks, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's one hundred percent going to be. Yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a really really fun race uh, to watch and as the season um, unfolds here too. But yeah, I, I know we, we'll end with this too. Just uh, just mentioned it, Colorado, you know, taking care of business against Nebraska. Uh, we, we didn't get to talk about Colorado and, and uh, TCU last week, but huge statement win uh, against TCU, uh, a, a ranked team at the time. And now Colorado is just going to, Keep shooting up these rankings. I'm I'm sure after uh, again taking care of business against Nebraska. What do you think of what's going on in Boulder there? Well, first off, that needs that section needs a whole lot more energy because that's the energy that they're bringing to the college football. That's yeah, that's they fair. They are literally the talk of the town right now. They are doing something that college football, no team in college football is doing. They're not. Yes, each college team every first week. You have the former NFL players come back, alumni come back, so on and so forth. But every single week, and it's only been two weeks, but it will continue to happen. But every single week, you're getting a who's who of people there. This past week, you had Stephen A., uh, Shannon Sharp. You had Wu-Tang. You had Cameron and Mace there. Uh, You had uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. You had Devin White. Uh, And this is just Michael Irvin. These are just some of the names that were there. And it will continue to pour in because this is the type of people that Dion is bringing. And it's showing, but more importantly, which is why Dion will never coach in the NFL, which he said himself, is he loves coaching these young men. And you can see it. He's had Travis Hunter. For those that don't know, he's had Travis Hunter since he was a little kid. He's known him forever. He's essentially their family. I think I have to ask Dame more about that, but he's essentially family to him. That's how close he is. He's he's like one of Dion's son, which is why you'll see him embrace him like that. And him himself is also a name that I purposely wanted to say for this because he is in that Heisman discussion for playing both corner and wide receiver and playing uh, the first game he played like 110 snaps. I think it's yeah, 120. Absolutely insane. So he came out of high school as a highly touted uh, athlete, but went to HBCU, went to Jackson State, and people said that him and Shador were only doing it because they were playing there. Well, for those that said that, they're shutting people up now, aren't they? They started slow against Nebraska, but they show what they're going to do. They're going to have a true test coming up soon, though, because they will be playing Caleb Williams at USC soon. They will be playing Oregon soon. So we really will see what this team is like and what they can be, but man, I I watch every I've watched every game so far, and I will continue to watch every game because uh, Coach Prime has been one of my favorite players and is the best corner in football history. So I will continue to watch this and 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 watch this show that is it's just it's just a, a feel good situation right now in college football. I don't think there's anything that could amount to this period. Yeah, and it's uh, for all the people talking about the transfer portal and basically re, you know, rebuilding a a roster, just completely gutting it and 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 starting over here. That's these are you know, as a purist, you don't love it, but also you know, there's something to be said about these coaches recruiting these kids, and then next thing you know, they're gone, you know, to a bigger program, more money. 
happens. It's been happening. It's been exploiting. Uh, the coaches have been exploiting these programs forever. You know, they're they're playing within the rules here. Um, again, as a purist, you don't love it, but what the what he's able, Coach Prime, able to do here, and how every man on that roster is buying in. Um, uh, it's it's been a lot of fun, and you know, I I've said it for years. I know you agree. Talk that talk if you could back it up. And right now, these kids are are playing great out of their minds, and they're backing it up. Let them talk. You know it's what fine. blows my mind about people talking about people. I've, I've watched people obviously on social media talk about it's Dion's making it all about him and blah blah. blah. He's actually yeah. not making it all about him because every time he's interviewed, he refers back to these kids. But if you don't know football. Just say you don't know football, because if you do know football, Dion is a believer of himself and has always been a believer and always been a talker. This man literally played a game with the Yankees, was at the Yankees for the series, got ready for Sunday, came there and said, yeah, I'm going to catch a pick in his first. I'm going to go out there and catch a pick. First play, catches a pick six. This is that man that played two sports, baseball and football at the same time, was able to transition and go from that. He taught that talk. Played in a World Series. Played in an NFL game at the same time. Exactly. If exactly. you haven't seen that thirty for thirty, have I'm assuming you've seen it. Um, I have not, but I will. Oh, oh no, it's great. It's it's great. Uh, yeah, check it out. I mean, yeah, this is Dion. This is Dion. This has been Dion as long as I've been following sports. Absolutely. Again, he, uh, yeah, he's he beats his chest, and it, you know he'll put the attention on himself at times, but he's just being him and. Yeah, you could tell what these kids and this program, you know, in a short time it means to him. And no, it's it's the most exciting thing to happen to college football in what decades Uh, since maybe the playoff. You know, it's it's not you know, it's too stuffy. College football is too stuffy. Let these kids make money and let them have fun. I'll say to you all, too, that that doubted shut up because you talked about him living through the, the transfer portal. Look how that worked out. But it worked out pretty fine. There's only one starter from that team last year that only won one game. So you take that as you may. Sam, close us up out of here. Get us on out of here, man. That's it, man. Uh, can't say it any better. Episode 107 in the books, Chasing Points podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And as Brandon said at the top, uh, you know, leave those reviews. Helps us. It goes a long way to helping us get seen. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, at Chasing Points Podcast. So for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, peace. This is a little bit serious one from what I normally would do, but take care of your bodies. Uh, we, we obviously talked about the Aaron Rodgers injury. It happens to me as well. It, it, it's inevitable. You don't know what your body's going to do. For, for those that are in Sam and I's age bracket, we're getting up there in age. We're not, uh, not any spring chickens anymore. Take care of your body. Stretch. Make sure you're, you're eating right, taking care of your health. Uh, it, it can take you a long way for sure. So just just practice some good health because uh, and, and, I want to see you guys around and continue listening. We can uh, all grow together. So on that note, love you all. Peace.